Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Sam. Like, hey, Alyssa. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do this. Stuck at the office or traffic jam. Time to take it easy with Alyssa and Sam. Is that show you know? A pro. You guys thought last episode was great for the most part. I'm sure there's people that thought it was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, we thought it was a fun one. You guys thought it was a fun one. And someone, I think, actually suggested in the comments for us to do, um, go through kind of like Reddit's relationship advice podcast or um, subreddit. Subreddit, yeah. So that's what we're doing today. We're going to go through, put our uh, two cents in. I just feel like as an unmarried two month into my relationship person, I am a relationship expert. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I feel like, yes, I'm here. I will tell you what's wrong in your relationship and how to fix it. I have the accolades, okay? Yeah, you do. Check my Yelp reviews. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting too from like, just because like our partners are pretty different, mm-hmm. I would say. And we're kind of, we're, reasonably different yeah I'd, I'd say we're fairly different like we have a little bit of the same qualities same spice yeah yeah like we we don't like to let things go necessarily yeah you know me more so I guess maybe depends on the issue yeah you know what I've really gotten a little bit more like saucy yeah <laughs> my old age. yeah it depends it depends because there's some things that like I let go pretty quickly and then there's other things that like happened in the first week of my relationship with Matt and I still bring them up so. yeah anyways maybe we'll have some different perspectives here who knows uh so this is a 34 year old male that's writing this about his 36 year old female wife okay um so frustrated and just want to have an actual conversation with my wife about our marriage um our marriage hasn't been going well it's ice cold I'm miserable we are like roommates that happen to raise kids together a couple of months ago my wife got mad at me about something that was snarky with me I made some comment under my breath um, about the time, about the only time she talks to me is when she's mad at me about something. She told me to speak up, so I said it again. She snapped back, maybe that should tell you something. That's not a particularly horrible situation, but I think it says something about our relationship. Fast forward a week, I got I got COVID um, and caught it from her family. She was so mad at me, made it all about her and how it inconvenienced her, and honestly didn't give a shit about how sick I was. I isolated in my bedroom away from her for 11 days. She did take care of me by bringing food, etc., but we really didn't talk or text much. About a week and a half to two weeks later, after I recovered from COVID, I told her we don't have to talk right now, but I felt like things weren't going well um, before I got sick. Um, I said I would like to find a time to talk about our relationship and figure things out because we both deserve to be happy. This was a really tough thing for me to do, but I was relieved when she completely agreed to me. Fast forward four to four or five days, uh, I bring it up and she says, not right now. Uh, I asked when she would want to. She said sometime. It's been another week. She's acting normal. Our normal, no intimacy, roommate style relationship. I'm so frustrated. I feel so alone. I just want to talk to her, but the bitterness is just welling up within me. She seems so indifferent. Do I push the issue? Check out. I honestly don't know what to do. Yeah. So my my first inclination with this is that there's always two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. So when I was hearing um, him speak about how he got it from her family and she made it all about her and stuff like that. Those are like obviously opinions and his like version of events. I'm not saying that didn't happen, but just from the outside, I know that there's always like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, there's two sides there. So it makes me question, um, you know, what he's, he's doing as well. 
because yeah. I didn't see any from from what he was writing I didn't see any I'm doing this like I'm feeling this way yeah. it's a lot of you're doing this and it's making the relationship bad mm. so I feel like that's an issue number one um but number two I think that it is kind of easy sometimes, especially if you've been in a relationship for a long time. Um, Obviously, I've never been in a relationship for like 10 years or anything, but even like three year long relationships, it's kind of easy to fall into this pattern where you are kind of like roommates. Yeah. You know, things um, get less exciting. And like even Dr. Brado was talking about in the podcast we did with her, um, mystery is often like very sexy and stuff like that and there's really not a whole lot of mystery left when you have been with this person for so long um so what do you do in my opinion hmm I mean marriage counseling that's what I would do yeah you know I think that it's really really nice I mean I feel like my answer to all of these is gonna be like counseling counseling go see a therapist (laughs) um but I think it's really nice to have like an not an uninterested but like unbiased third party you I think it's important that you both go see a counselor together like say I had a therapist, if I brought, even if I trusted that person, I would want to make sure that my partner trusted that that therapist was still going to be unbiased, right? Because I think that's a huge thing too, is um, if you have this relationship with the therapist, they, it might seem like the therapist is more on your side than your partner's side. So I think it's important to find a therapist that you both agree on before you even go in, you know, because that can cause issues too. Um, And it's nice to have them bounce ideas you can try new things try new ways of communicating keeping the relationship exciting um even some like activities and stuff like uh there was a time where I was feeling just like really bored (laughs) my therapist was like go try new shit like go try rock climbing together go try this like do fun things again instead of like okay are the bills paid like blah 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 but what do you think my like first impression reading that was that I think that it, it probably was just like a matter of like they settled into this life like it sounds like they have kids so you know they probably are just like we're in, we're in a position where like they were just trying to get by they're just trying to like make it happen whatever like they both have their jobs blah 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 and then at some point like I think that it's not uncommon for that to turn to like resentfulness mm-hmm. because you feel like well I don't feel close to you anymore and Matt, Matt and I have struggled with that before where like I I feel like he doesn't seem like he's close to me right then And so rather than like drawing us both back in, sometimes I'll kind of push him away and be Mm -hmm. like, well, you're pushing me away. I'm pushing you away. And then if you never reconcile from that, it can kind of like lead to this thing where eventually you're just like, am I just always going to be unhappy in this relationship? Like, are we never going to figure this out because you haven't really tried to figure it out? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know, like I, I would need more like info in terms of have they had this conversation before or like, is it just now coming to ahead kind of thing but I don't think therapy is like ever a bad option I think the issue is that it's it's really hard to get one person to go to therapy let alone two yeah (laughs) you know because like so many people are hesitant to go to therapy anyways and then also getting your partner on board with that I think that there's a lot of people that kind of take that as like you think we need therapy like you know like they, they take like offense to that almost um so oh gosh I don't yeah know. I was just thinking while you were talking to the comment that he made when they were in the argument at the like before he got COVID um and he said something under his breath and and she got <laughs> mad at him whatever something that I've started to do I would say in the last like two years 
is when I do something that I'm not proud of or say something I'm not proud of, I take a step back and this is really, really difficult to do. I had to really learn how to do this. Um, I take a step back. I go to the gym. I go do something away from my partner. And then I come back with my fucking tail between my legs, basically like not not honestly, but you know, head held high, but like, hey, I shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. You know, I disrespected you in this way or I, you know, say like I called somebody a name, right? It's That is hurtful and that can like last, right? Because yeah. you don't want to treat your partner like that. You don't want to treat somebody, somebody that you love like that. Um, and so I'll just flat out eat my, you know, my pride and be like, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And honestly, it starts to not feel like eating your pride because from what I've seen, your partner starts to reciprocate in the same way. Mm. So if they see you being vulnerable in that way, being like, I was in the wrong, oftentimes they don't feel like they need to to control their pride in yeah, such a way too, yeah. right? They can then, when they make a mistake, come to you and be like, hey, that wasn't cool. I'm sorry. Like, can we fix this sort of thing? Yeah. And I think that that's such a thing in relationships is like, yeah, there's the thing. Okay, let's see who can care less, you know, with like the both yeah. pulling away sort of thing. Um, but also not wanting to admit that you're wrong. And I think that that's, it's such a blessing to be able (laughs) to like be in the space where you can admit you're wrong because it takes so much of the pain out of it for me. Yeah. Because I'm not then harboring this fight that we're in, but I'm also not harboring that secret guilt that like, I I know I'm fucking wrong. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and like reading that as well, it, it struck me a lot as like, two people that operate more so as you versus me rather than us versus the problem Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And I think that that if you're if you're positioning your arguments like that, we need to figure out the issue that's going on, not like you need to change this and you need to blah, blah, blah. It immediately takes like so much of the sting out of whatever you're dealing with, Mm -hmm. because I think that it's just it can be frustrating when you feel like you're trying your best and your partner probably feels like they're trying their best, you know, in the circumstances that you're in. And then it's just never enough and never enough. And to have someone continually like kind of tear you down, you do get to the point where you're like, well, is this even Mm -hmm. does this make sense anymore? I don't know, like because you're not working together as a team. And I think that's the thing is like when you feel like you are in like a true partnership basically everything becomes that much easier mm-hmm. I've found yeah some so. like yeah some sense of equality and yeah was that helpful advice I don't know well I think he we said just kind of give our he said should like should he push I, the issue or check out check out um pushing the issue in this this is something to approaching for me anyway I mean again I'm not actually an expert but like <laughs> for me pushing the issue in the same way mm-hmm. I'm gonna get the same result and yeah. and honestly they're gonna get more annoyed because you're just continuously bringing this up in a way that's not resonating with them. Yeah. Um, so for me, instead of even like, even the mindset of like, should I push the issue? Is, yeah. You know, like, how do we work through this? Or is the relationship done? Yeah. Would more so be my thing. So I would say find a new way to structure that conversation yeah. that resonates with your wife. Yeah, that's exactly what I would have said as well. Um, because yeah, like saying like, do I keep pushing the issue does sound like you're just going to keep like, like batter ram forward yeah. with, with exactly how it's been going when, when it's obviously not resulting in, you know, anything that's like effective towards getting around the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Relationships are hard at the best of times. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Okay, so this is a um, 23-year-old woman, and her boyfriend's 24, and her sister's 24. Oh, no. 
Uh, my boyfriend of two years slept with my sister before we met, and it's making me very insecure. Um, so I just found out that my boyfriend. Of, oh, she just found out. Oh no. I was yeah. I was gonna say, did she know when she got into the relationship? Because then that, that's yeah. That's, that's on you, man. You already knew. Yeah. Um. So I just found out that my boyfriend of two years had a short, casual relationship with my older sister. It's really hurting me to find this out. Me and my sister have always been competing with each other, and I'm always lo- and I've always lost. I'm two years younger than her. I've always been the ugly, less successful sister. She got into a great college, and I got rejected from it. She's always been the favorite child. She's always been fighting off boys with a stick, and I've struggled to get attention from men. She used to love Rami at my face how much better she was she eventually grew out of that but I still know she feels that way uh, my boyfriend told me a few weeks ago because we were talking about our future together and we both see us being with each other for a long time he wanted to keep that secret off his chest but I really wish I had never known he went to my sister's college for a year before transferring to mine uh, in that year he had a casual relationship with my sister he said there was no romantic feelings involved and it was just physical which is just awful to hear um, he wanted her that he wanted her that badly that he was willing to be with her sexually and have no... Oh, I don't, uh, I don't agree. Yeah, me neither. Um, he wanted her that badly that he was willing to be with her sexually and have no romantic attachment to her. I'm usually not a jealous person, but um, now that I know... Now that I know it was her, I can't stop thinking about it. Like I said, she's always been prettier than me and she has a better body and I know she's more experienced than me, so she probably was able to do things for him that I can't replicate. I, which also isn't necessarily fucking no, true. She, I was going to say, like, beauty and everything, like, is in the eye of the beholder. Well, and also, like, with the better sex thing, it's like... You don't know. You have no <laughs> idea. Like, yeah, okay, anyways. Um, uh, I've only been with my boyfriend, and I'm built like a little boy. I'm worried that she was so much better in bed than me, and I just can't compare. I don't know what would be worse, my boyfriend comparing us mentally or him knowing that I'm not good and not wanting me to be better for him. Hmm? And me wanting to be better for him. Maybe. She, like, mistyped. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't want to end our relationship. I love him so much, and he's the best thing that happened to me, but it's just so hard to know how do I get over this. You go go for it. Um, Okay, hold on. I need to, like... Yeah, there was a a lot in there. Yeah, so, I mean, I think the the first thing I would disagree with, just from my perspective, is... um, I, I don't think it's worse that he's sleeping with her casually... Um, and that he wanted to be with her so badly. Someone walks by a fucking slight breeze. You know what I mean? Like, like if, if people are like having sex casually, I think that that is just like, you know, right time, right place. Like we connect, whatever kind of thing. Like, you know, like a lot of the times that is just kind of what it comes down to. It's, it's nothing more than that. And I, I would feel more comforted by that. Me too. Than if they had had some kind of like romantic relationship where he was like so in love with her. Yeah. And it had anything more to do with like than just physical attraction. Yeah. Because physical attraction, it, you know, w- what's left after that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that can be really, really strong and pull you into something but like if you guys have nothing in common and you really don't like their personality otherwise you know yeah well and it could just be convenience honestly like there and this is kind of what I'm gleaming from her recounting of events um is that she is someone who sees sex as something that you do with somebody that you that you care for really care for or that you like lust after so much that you just have to have them and that's great for her 
there are a lot of people who can just have casual sex and not attach a lot of feelings to it. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, this is convenient. You know, I have a craving. We're both consenting adults. Let's let's hit it. You know what I mean? Um, And I'm kind of thinking just from the information that we have that like maybe her sister was is just more like that or something or, you know, they're both in college like well and her her partner as well might have been like that before their relationship. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think even two people with with different views like that can exist in a relationship together. Like one person who feels like you have to be in love and another person who like is able to have sex without it. Yeah. But obviously you're in a loving relationship now. And I mean, I would argue that like it's it's better regardless if you're in love just because there's like those extra feelings in it. Yeah. But it still can be like it can scratch the itch, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the first thing. And then and then also where where she's like, I'm so worried that she was so much better than me because she's older and she has a better body. And uh, maybe she was doing things that, you know, she can't replicate or whatever, which, again, like we kind of touched on. It's like that's there's just there's just no way of knowing like somebody can be way more experienced than you and you aren't going to connect with them sexually as well as you do with someone else that you know is just having sex for the first time or whatever like it 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 really has it it doesn't necessarily have bearing on you know how enjoyable that sex is going to be for you and that's the thing is like you know being that that was a casual relationship he obviously stayed in a relationship with this person so there's something there that's drawing him in in a way that didn't happen with the, the sister. sister. Um, and that might be intimate wise. That might be a million other things like who knows or like a handful of everything together. But I, I just think to to me like she just strikes me as somebody that is so so like deeply insecure and not necessarily you know like I, I don't think less of her for it. I think she's just young. Like I, I think that this reminds me of like how how insecure I was when I was younger that I just like couldn't move past things and like the the mental aspect of it like was so gripping for me um and I I think that like it's it's just so hard because like is it going to be something she's going to get past I don't Mm -hmm. know but I I would think that like over time that pain would dull a lot and she just strikes me as somebody that just needs reassurance like she needs those like affirmations that you know he cares for her and he didn't care for his sister obviously or Mm -hmm. nearly as much you Mm -hmm. know well and I think that she's also maybe insecure in in general sure but I think also because of the history with her sister like just specifically very insecure when it comes to competing with her sister um but like touching back on the sex thing um her feeling like she's inadequate in comparison to her sister i mean it's worth mentioning that we all enjoy different types of sex yeah yeah you know so like what she brings to the table could be very different from what her sister brings to the table but it could just be his slice of pie yeah exactly you know so i and i think that if you're in a really communicative relationship and you're able to talk about what you want i mean the only the only person who can tell her if he's satisfied is him mm-hmm. and that's up to him yeah. right it's up to him to communicate with her and vice versa like she needs to be satisfied as well yeah <laughs> right so having these conversations i think would reassure her as well like hey 
are you happy with our like sex life or you know is what I'm doing like you know do you like that yeah. sort of do you like that <laughs> yeah you know like um and I don't know maybe she, she should listen to the podcast with Dr. and Lori Brado um <laughs> to talk about it but uh yeah having those conversations like when you're not in like the obviously the vulnerable state of having sex currently but furthermore um I just feel like if say like I started dating someone new and you were like hey actually like him and I had a thing way back I feel like that's something that would you would bring up to me you know what I mean just as a point of respect yeah to be like hey I've I've had sex with your boyfriend before, yeah. you know what I mean? So that we can talk about it as sisters. I'm, we are sisters. Just, <laughs> literally, Danny, my boyfriend, um, last night was like, oh, your sister's calling you because you were calling me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> um, but I just feel like that's, moreover, I would be upset. I'd be like, why didn't you, why wouldn't, because then I would feel like, um, they've been hiding this secret together away yeah. from me. I mean, that's the that's the thing that I will say. I, I think that the more time that you put into a relationship, the more time that you've invested into a relationship, the more painful it is oftentimes, at least from my perspective, for something to be broken to you two years down the road. Yeah, man. Like, and I understand, obviously they would have been quite young when she first got into the relationship. She's 23 now. Um, so, you know, maybe they didn't think it was going to like last this long or mm-hmm. something, but... That's a long time to not tell someone something that's pretty big because the thing is like, you know, I don't know how her relationship is with the rest of her family or if like they're a family that gets together very often or whatever. That's what I was going to say. But, you know, like sitting around the dinner table at Thanksgiving when you know that your partner slept with your sister, like that's going to continue to probably be uncomfortable for a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the other thing I was going to say about the sex thing too is that like, like... <laughs> I mean, there's there's obviously, like, bigger issues here, but it's, like, whatever your sex life is right now with your partner, that's not necessarily indicative of how it's always going to be, and it doesn't have to stay like that either. Like, if she genuinely felt like she wanted to, like, do different things or whatever, she wanted to, like, spice it up, and she was feeling insecure about that and, like, wanted to branch out with him to, to like, bring her self-comfort, you can do that, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and, and have those communications with each other. Um, but I... It's it's just like again I I want like so much more info. I know. Um I think the thing is she does say I don't want to end our relationship. I love him so much and he's the best thing that happened to me. And so I think that that's something that unfortunately might just come down to time. Yeah, one in in my opinion too in that scenario, I'm trying to put myself if I was in that scenario, that'd um, be fucking rough though. It, it would be really rough. <clears throat> I think that my pain would lay with my sister more. Yeah. Because from my viewing of the boyfriend, here's the thing. Maybe in the beginning, you didn't think it was going to go. Maybe you didn't even know that you slept with her sister in the beginning. And now, yeah. right? Like, we don't know. The sister might go to college out of state. And so now you're a month into the relationship and you're really liking this girl. And you're like, oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah. Like, do I bring it up? Like, is it going to ruin things? I'll wait until we're a little bit more like set Mm -hmm. and then we'll like you know the sister hasn't said anything sort of thing so like am I gonna do it then we're in a year and it's like well I've it's gone on years yeah yeah. (laughs) I'm in too fucking deep (laughs) and then two years they're having this like more serious conversation like maybe we're gonna want to get married one day maybe we're gonna be together for a long time and so he did you know eventually bring it up Mm -hmm. because he didn't want 
this lie to, you know, continue um, or unspoken truth or whatever you want to call it. Um, And so I think that that does say something because I agree, like when I was a little bit younger, not that we're like old as fuck. I mean, I'm 27, but like, but the difference of like even 23 to 27, let alone like 20 when she would have first gotten in the relationship. I do. I do feel like I've grown a lot in the past three years. Mm -hmm. Um, but, But, you know, back then I, my mind would have gone to, They've been talking behind my back Mm. about how they're going to keep this secret from me. There's all this communication going on between them when, like, in reality, they could have not spoken since it happened. And then it's just like, hey, like at the dinner table, you know what I mean? Like, um, and so I think having, like, a really big conversation and and maybe him being willing to answer a lot of questions for her. Yeah. um, I think would bring her a lot of comfort. Yeah. And, like, I think that's, like, I think time and, and that reassurance and... I mean, we don't we don't know, obviously, but from the way that she talks about her partner, it doesn't really sound like her partner's given her any reason to be insecure about this. It's more so just like you said, like the history Mm -hmm. that she has with her sister, which I think, you know, it's it's kind of like that's almost like the bigger fish to fry to me, because like if you can tackle that issue and how you feel around that, then the the sex thing probably won't sting in the same way like it still is awkward like let's just I mean call a spade a spade but time (laughs) time really does change things yeah this is what I wanted to say too um gosh just if like I would eventually get especially if this happened to me like right now I would get into this headspace where I'm like yeah you're fucking right you got to have sex with him one time I locked this bitch down okay like that's I think where I would go with it is like I'm so dope that he's been with me for a full two years being the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. And you got him for like a weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if we were still in that, that's not like a healthy way, I don't think, to think about it. <laughs> but like if you're in the competitive mindset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a, who's winning now? Yeah. Becky. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, man. I don't know. It's, I think that like I, I don't know that I would have more hurt with my sister. I think I would have more hurt with my partner because it doesn't sound like she has a great relationship with her sister anyways. Right. Whereas like if she does have like a relatively strong relationship with her partner, I think that I would be more disappointed in the person that I had the stronger relationship in. Yeah. Um, but again, it doesn't sound like at least from what she wrote that he's a piece of shit otherwise. So I think that, I think you guys will work it out. Yeah. That's a tough one though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking title. Um, am I... Am I right for being annoyed at my flatmate for sleeping with me? (laughs) What? Hold on. Did I tell you about that Reddit post that was like about the chick that um, thought that she like shit her pants and then got into an argument with her husband about it? No. Okay. So um, (laughs) this chick basically, she, uh, she noticed that like she, she went to the, hold on. I need to pull this up. I'm so sorry. Just a moment to thank today's sponsor, which is Native Deodorant. Native Deodorant is filled with ingredients found in nature, such as coconut oil for its antimicrobial properties, shea butter for moisturizing, and tapioca starch to absorb wetness. Nailed it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc, which can clog your sweat glands and keep you from sweating. 
It's just not what we want. Native deodorant also offers plastic-free deodorants. So if you're trying to cut down on your plastic consumption, Native offers plastic-free packaging that is made from paperboard and ships in a 100% recycled paper mailer. We just love to hear it. It's also never tested on animals and almost everything is vegan and there's no risk to try. Native offers free shipping and a 30-day return and exchange within the U.S. I've been using Native deodorant for probably over a year now. And honestly, like even if... I got something as like a gift or whatever. Like I got something in my stocking for Christmas this year and I tried it. It's just like, it doesn't work the same for me. Like for me, native deodorant is the only one that doesn't make me smell in general. And I I like the sense that they have like the pumpkin spice one. I can't get over it. I know that that was for like the fall, (laughs) but I love it. And the coconut vanilla for me is just like money. And like I sweat a lot, you guys. Like I go to the gym a lot. (laughs) So my deodorant needs to work for me. And honestly, native deodorant is the one that I've found that that really does. I'm still on that cucumber mint. Yeah, you love the cucumber mint. I I cannot move past it. I have three deodorants in my house. (laughs) I have one that's in my bathroom. I have one that's in my car and then one that's in my bag. It comes everywhere. (laughs) If you guys want to try native deodorant, you can go to nativedeo.com slash approachable20 and get 20% off your first purchase. That's nativedeo.com slash approachable20 for 20% off your first purchase. Thank you so much, native. God, this is the best. Okay, am I the asshole for being upset? My spouse accused me of not being able to wipe my ass. So this is the um, the wife that's writing this. So she said, my spouse accused me of not knowing when I had literal shit sitting in my crack and it is upsetting me. He thinks I'm overreacting. Um, so I used the bathroom this evening to discover a smushed turd was stuck to the back of my upper leg. I panicked trying to figure out what happened to cause that. <laughs> I found remnants of said turd inside the leg of my shorts, but not in my underwear. I also found a poop spot on the couch where I had been relaxing with my spouse. I panic clean and go to chat with my spouse about event. Noteworthy events of the day. I hadn't even pooped since yesterday morning, and I had showered since then. I asked my spouse if he had any explosive poops today. Grasping for crumbs, did not accuse him of pooping and not noticing. Just (laughs) asked prior to explaining the situation. Um, He had been having some stomach problems the last week, so just figured it was an easy thing to rule out. He proceeds to tell me how it was probably because I primarily fart in the bathroom and I probably just didn't realize I also pooped and it just dangled there all day. (laughs) I was appalled that... (laughs) I was appalled that was his reaction and asked if I had been dirty down there before that would make him think that, to which he replied no. I got upset and hurt by his accusation that I don't know how to clean myself and we had a big fight. After a more thorough examination of turd (laughs) while I was cooling down I conducted a closer sniff test only to discover it was chocolate I recalled I had dropped chocolate chips I was snacking on earlier and then and and thought I found them all relief am I the asshole for getting upset and causing a fight because my spouse's reaction was to accuse me of not having good hygiene and the top comment (laughs) this person said obviously you're the asshole so what basically happened was the following you I have shit on my pants husband did you shit in my pants husband no did you shit in your pants you how dare you Husband, did you shit in my pants? <laughs> I'm also questioning, though, like, how big uh-huh. is this piece of chocolate that you can find the <laughs> remaining turd? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think what probably happened is, like, she saw 
the the shade the yeah. tone and she was like oh fuck and then just like was like panicking yeah. it probably wasn't a substantial amount but i mean she starts it with like my husband accused me of not knowing i have literal shit in my ass crack <laughs> you accused your husband of shitting in your pants somehow and then like it's still wet enough you know what i mean to like transfer uh. onto the, so you would have okay but even regardless if he did shit in your <laughs> like of all the things to try and rule out okay let me make sure that this isn't in fact my husband's shit <laughs> i was thinking maybe she like was laying like naked in the bed or something and the cat had shit and it got stuck to her leg and then she just put on her pants that would make more sense to me sure. than like your husband shit in your pants um but this is my thing too is like for her husband shitting shit um if it was like that wet enough then if he had done that in your pants and you put on your pants you then would have had to be so unaware that you were putting on literal warm shit onto your body go throughout your day not realizing use the washrooms which leads me to believe you are a dirty bitch (laughs) so like both prove your point but like no i I think her i think her what she was thinking is that he had had some explosive poop and like she had like and it was on the toilet and she had sat on the toilet oh i see i see i see okay but then it was on the couch and shit so it's like i mean how many explosive poops did this guy have (laughs) that you're tracking it around <laughs> oh fuck! But like, also, it's that uh, this <laughs> this is a wild conversation to be having. Number one, the husband is probably like, <laughs> "What the fuck? How did you draw that fucking conclusion?" No, you fucking fart on the toilet, bitch. <laughs> no, this is what I'm saying. So it's like it's a wild conversation to be having anyway. Why would I be offended if my husband... Literally, that's like the nicest way that you could approach that conversation. It's like, maybe you farted and a little bit came out. How else How else do you want him to phrase it? What else do you want your husband um, to say? That's the nicest thing I could think that you would say to me instead yeah. of like, you were too lazy to get off the couch and so you shit in your Ew, pants. gross. Yeah, what? That's such a nice comment. Maybe you just farted and it wasn't a fart. It was a shark. Relationship goals. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm dead. Oh my. Okay, anyway. That was like one of the best Reddit comments I've ever read in my entire life. Like I've been reading Reddit a long time, but that really just kind of fucking snuck its way to the top three. <laughs> Husband, did you shit in my pants? <laughs> oh fuck okay but anyways that's what the title reminded me of okay am i right for being annoyed at my flatmate for sleeping with me um (laughs) so this is a 20 year old male that's saying it about his 20 year old female flatmate okay uh so basically i'm living in student accommodation there's this girl um we will call f me and f were really close and ended up having sex a couple times she got too attached so i cut it off entirely Uh, However, she still keeps trying to get with me, even though I've made it clear so many times that I don't want to be anything more than friends and have distanced myself. Um, However, she keeps trying to get with me, and this includes her constantly being touchy and disregarding personal space. Mm -hmm. Last night, I had too much to drink and decided I wanted to watch some Sopranos in bed. Mid-episode, F walks in and sits down and starts watching. She asks to lie in the bed next to me, but I say no, and she asks if she can sit, lay on the end of the bed, and I'm just like, all right. I must have fallen asleep because I wake up in the morning and she's sleeping next to me. I tell her to leave, and she does. Do I have the right to be annoyed at her? Well, that sounds like... 
you had too much to drink and she took advantage of you. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like to me too. So, uh, yeah, I would say you do have the right to be annoyed. Yeah, I really actually don't have much to say about that other than... No, me neither. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a huge... He, like, set clear boundaries. Yeah. And she disregarded them. Yes. So, yeah, that's that. Yeah. <clears throat> what, what do they call that? Case and... Um, sh- Case closed? We could- sure. <laughs> okay. Oh. <clears throat> it's very sad. Oh. Um, so, uh, my boyfriend told me that it's stupid to think I'd ever be the prettiest girl to him. <gasps> oh. Fuck him, number one. Wow. Basically, in a conversation, uh, a girl got brought up and he mentioned that she was the prettiest girl in the world. When I told him that, that, that when I told him that Loki hurt my feelings and that I obviously want to be the apple of his eye, he told me that was a stupid thought and that it would never happen. He said it didn't even matter and that I'm unrealistic. I know there's always someone prettier, smarter, etc. Maybe I'm just a hopeless romantic, but when I date someone, they truly do become the most beautiful human in my eyes. Maybe it's just different for men. Try not to let it affect my steam, but I'm struggling. I hate him. I hate him too because like it's like sure there's always someone prettier there's always someone smarter there's always someone more talented more successful whatever kind of thing but like which is again also subjective but yes of yeah course. exactly yeah um but above all else you chose to be with this person you know what I mean and so and so maybe that's that's out of like you can't be with that other person I just feel like, I don't know, like, I, I do think that there's, like, something to be said for implementing, like, little romantic things like that. Like, I might know it's true <laughs> that, I, like, I'm not the prettiest person in the world to you, but, mm-hmm. like, I still want to fucking hear it. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Well, and it's just, like, why why even say that? Why? Yeah. This is the thing. If, you know, sure, if you don't want to have, like, un untruths or something like that you don't have to say like you're the most beautiful girl in the world if you know if you truly don't believe that I mean I have had it said to me (laughs) thank you um and it feels fucking nice you know what I mean and it's like even if you of course you know what I mean like whatever your beauty standard is like Jessica Alba like Madison Beer whatever those people exist you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and like these Instagram models that obviously you know we edit our photos whatever blah, blah blah um those people still exist but it's like it's nice to hear well, and I think it's just like, it's, there's just something to be said for trying to make your partner feel, feel special, I think. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say is like, even if you didn't want to like have that untruth or whatever, if that's how you feel, you still don't have to say. Just close your mouth. She's the prettiest girl in the What the fuck? Yeah. Excuse me? She's pretty? Okay. That's sure, fine. Sure. That's one thing. <laughs> the prettiest girl. And then and then to call your girlfriend's uh, to, to call it a stupid thought to think that that's like so unrealistic that you would think she's the prettiest girl in the world it's just like again like it obviously this person isn't like fucking delusional and recognizes that like sure maybe it wouldn't be true if he was telling me that anyways but like i mean fucking throw a girl a bone man I, that just seems like i mean maybe this is like a little dramatic but it just seems emotionally abusive to me not not only are you like like calling somebody else in front of your partner the most beautiful girl in the world you're then saying you're oh he didn't say fucking stupid but like you're (laughs) You're fucking stupid (laughs) for like thinking that you're the most why why even do this when you're supposed to care about somebody like why even have that sort of like narrative at all ever 
Yeah. You know? And well, and, and how invalidating when she's bringing something to you being like, oh, that kind of like hurt my feelings for you to be like, well, <laughs> you're fucking stupid for having those feelings. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, no. Bye. Yeah. Get rid of him. That's what I say to that one. Yeah. We should start like. Fuck that guy. Yeah. We should start that. Like ditch him or kiss him or ditch him. <laughs> yeah. This is an interesting one. Um, husband is furious about vibrator, says I've cheated on him. They're both 22. I think that's important to know. That is important to know, I would say. Um, no, okay. I want to preface this too. Like, not that we, like, hate on anyone younger. No, you no. know what I mean? It's just like, I feel like the more you grow, and there are some very, very mature, you know, 22-year-olds, 21-year-olds, whatever. But I think the more you age, the more you realize, like, a lot of what you thought five years earlier, you don't feel that way anymore. That's well, more so where I'm going with, like, that. And I think that, like, let's let's say that he's always been insecure we haven't even read this yet but like let's say that he's always been insecure about like his partners using toys or whatever he may still be insecure down the road but he might be able to communicate that better Mm -hmm. you know like and, and I think that's the difference between like when I look back at my relationships when I was 22 versus now some of my thing some of my feelings on things haven't changed but my communication on those issues right. has yeah um okay so my husband has always been a bit controlling and jealous he wouldn't let me hang out with women from work doesn't let me wear thong bikinis and he gets very angry if I don't wear a bra with a shirt oh fuck this guy <laughs> <laughs> um even if it's a shirt that you're not supposed to wear a bra with uh also gets jealous if I wear leggings out in public um, he's always made it clear that vibrators are a huge no for him, but honestly, I felt frustrated at his control over what I wear, who I hang out with, and what I do for a living. Um, he wouldn't let her become a massage therapist because she'd be touching other men. This is, um, like, a lot more than a vibrator. Yeah. Um, he doesn't even want me getting a Brazilian wax because he doesn't want another woman to see my private parts. He started working late nights, um, 3 to 11, and he'd sleep in all day until 1 or 2. So our sex life slowed way down. Um, I decided I need to take control of my body and take care of my needs. I felt bad for disrespecting him, but I felt like I was in the right somewhat. Anyway, he recently found it under hidden under my bed and it's bad. I'm actually afraid he might divorce me. He says I've cheated on him and replaced him, even though I've caught him watching porn before and forgiven him, never even made him feel bad about it. I just feel sick to my stomach and don't know what to do. I've apologized, but he won't even speak to me. I feel like I fucked up my whole marriage and I don't know if we'll get past it, if he feels cheated on. Has anyone been through this and recovered? Um, Oh, there is an update, but I won't read that just yet. Okay. I mean, I mean, to me, huge red flags in general. Yeah. He won't let me is like a big thing for me. Yeah. You know, you're a grown person. You're 22, right? But like you're, you're a, a grown adult. Yeah. You can do whatever really um and if you have these boundaries within your relationship that you've agreed upon and stuff like that I think that it's it's fine to have boundaries like if you don't like that you've mutually agreed the, upon exactly yeah. exactly yeah like if you don't like your partner watching porn and you don't watch, you know what I mean that's yeah. I understand I do understand that in relationships and if that's something that you've agreed upon that's not you know gonna be a part of your relationship cool whatever but it sounds like there's so much of like her wanting to do something and him being like no no no, no ex- and that's exactly like it is you can't hang out with girlfriends from work you what there's just so many things you can't wear what you want you can't um get a wax get a wax like just so so many things and it's like that's I I just wonder like that if she knows that that's not every relationship yeah you know and that's like what's so hard for me because there were relationships I I wish we knew how long they'd been together yeah there's relationships that I've been in where I thought like oh this is it like this is what it is this is like yeah all that all that I deserve sort of thing um and it's obviously not the case like you can ask for so much in a relationship and you can 
communicate in it to to find like your guys's groove um the vibrator thing um uh, it's so hard for me because in my personal opinion I think that your body is your body and you should be able to do with it what you want within the boundaries of your relationship so it's because then for me it's like if your body is your body and you can do whatever you want then it's like okay but then am I allowed to go sleep with somebody else so there's like a line there right and so I guess I guess if there is that thing where it's like we're not comfortable introducing these things because of x y and z it's, it's hard for me to think like that because I just don't think like that. Yeah. Like if, you know, my partner wanted to have toys or I wanted to have toys, like it's literally not an issue for me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard for me to see it that way. But I could see why someone would feel like, oh, well, if you're using this, you might get addicted. You know how people get addicted to porn yeah, sort of thing? Yeah. And it's like you're going to be less Favor interested. That. Yeah. yeah. And be less interested in the intimacy and the relationship. Um so yeah but coupled with all of these other controlling things to me it just seems more of a I'm in control of you in this relationship if I don't give it to you you don't get to get it Mm -hmm. so I would also be interested to know like is it me pleasuring myself or is it the actual device yeah is she allowed to you know pleasure herself otherwise or is it just you know what I mean like that it's because from what else she said I would assume that it's like well you're just not allowed air quotes to do it at all yeah and it's like no (laughs) yeah like it's just the the vibrator was just like a catalyst from what was already tip of the iceberg yeah but um the update is that he's going to divorce her and he's willing to sell the house and split the profits with her (laughs) so i mean honestly i'm kind of relieved honestly so i'm glad that she you know obviously i think i think later on she'll come to the conclusion that she's like oh wow he's like controlling in a a way bigger way than I thought and that's way more of an issue than I realized at the time yeah no I think that that's for the best yeah you know if you're again it's so hard because I just don't see it this way but I'm open to the idea of that being like a boundary in your relationship um it's just odd to me that that's something that you'd be willing to divorce somebody over I mean Jesus (laughs) so for that it's like okay fine (laughs) You know, like yeah, like okay. that. That to me is like you either have like such severe emotional issues, or the relationship wasn't that strong to begin with. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Like it's it's hard with with sex things specifically because that can be such a point of contention for people, and it can be something that's like so uncomfortable, and people don't really want to talk about it at length. Maybe like you know, there's there's so much stigma, and especially for women. Um, pleasuring themselves and stuff like that there is like a lot of stigma around that still and so I can understand that being uncomfortable conversations for some people but you you do need to set those boundaries and whatever that looks like as long as it's mutually agreed upon fine Mm -hmm. and that can also change you know what I mean like nothing has to be set in stone and so if you guys are getting into a relationship and you're really young and your partner doesn't feel comfortable with you using toys or whatever or even if you're not young I feel like we're like harping on that yeah (laughs) but like you know like if you get into a relationship your partner's not comfortable with you using toys you're fine with that right now fine Mm -hmm. and then you guys want to discuss that later down the road and revisit fine Mm -hmm. you know like you can change boundaries over time but I just think just just flat out telling someone no no matter what it is that's never going to you know lead to something positive Mm-hmm. Yikes. Oh, this can be interesting. Okay, okay. Okay. 
I feel nervous for some reason with your reaction. I don't know. No, it's not like huge or anything like that. But it's just like I used to be like this. I kind of still am. Okay. My 27 male. So it's a 27 male writing this. Girlfriend, 31 female. Texts me everything she does during the day. Shower, cooking, naps, meetings, phone calls, shopping, etc. And it's wearing me down. Um... So he says, hello, I've heard of needy girlfriends and the likes, and my girlfriend doesn't really fit in that category. She is loving, supporting, really tries to make me happy, and lets me do whatever I want for hobbies and friends. However, I am a very independent person. I will go to out, I will go out and work on projects. What? I will go out and work on projects. Hours are like two to three hours at a time without looking at my phone. Her, on the other hand, texts me constantly, tells me she's making her lunch or has a work meeting from X to Y hours or is watching a movie, taking a shower, taking a nap, writing her reports, etc. This is everyday nonstop. I feel like she expects me to react to her texts every time, but after about one and a half years, it's starting to wear me down. It began to feel very bland, like a chore to always robotically reply and send a happy emoji or something along those lines. I really hate that I am beginning to feel this way because she's a wonderful person, but I can't control it. It's too much for me. She also pushed me into texting her some of the things I do. Since I am reluctant to have to text her my schedule every day and I told her about this, she began noticing my living patterns instead and text me things like enjoying your supper around supper time looking to confirm what i am doing this is the same for showers exercise homework cooking i'm a cook at a restaurant am i selfish and not realizing how simple it is or is there some truth to my worn out feeling hmm this is an interesting one uh i've been both people so that's interesting i mean i think this is what it comes down to no matter what if something's important to your partner and it's not important to you, I don't think it's fair to just default completely to one side or the other and be like, well, it's important to you. Okay, then I'm going to drop everything and do that. But also being like, well, that's not important to me, so I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. I, I think that you need to be able to meet in the middle. And, and, and I think most people, when they're met with like a reasonable compromise that's actually like a genuine solution forward kind of thing, I, th- I think most people are comfortable implementing that. Yeah. You know, that's actually such a good way to put it, because I was thinking like, oh, what would I do? Because on one one hand, I I really do like the little updates. I like being thought of throughout the day um, and I like being shown that I was thought of either by like being sent a picture from a job site that you're at or like, what are you having for lunch or like whatever? It doesn't need to be the constant, but I do enjoy that. And so I'm like, OK, but I also know from my past the constant like oh I'm doing this like what are you doing right now like this you know it's it's all it's kind of all consuming Mm -hmm. and um maybe like a little bit of like codependency issues there too right so um it's hard for me but I think that that's such a good point is like let's come up with like a system that works for both of us like yeah I will try and text you on my lunch break and ask you how your day's going or I can I don't know if they live together I can't remember but like, I can call you at the end of the day and we can talk about our day or something like that instead of the constant, like, I'm taking a shower now. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm asking my husband if he's shat in my pants now. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. Because that can, and, and it can get robotic, right? Like, just sending, like, an emoji or whatever. And she's probably, I mean, I'm, I'm just, like, inserting feelings into these people now. But, like, if all she's getting is these, like, one-word answers or whatever, it might make her feel like, oh, I need to, like, tell more and more and more so that he's, like, more interested. Mm. And so then it's, like, you know, driving that wedge. Yeah. Um, because he's pulling away, and so she might be, like, inching in there even, like, deeper. Yeah. Well, and I think the, the thing is, like, for the person that doesn't want to text, I think it can be so hard because, like, 
you feel like burdened by this thing you feel like it's something that you're like constantly having to look back at your phone and stuff like that or else like you might you know get into an argument about Mm -hmm. it but then on the other hand which like I understand that burden and I also understand like sometimes people feel like why why like why does it matter like why do you like need to have constant updates you know what I mean um but then from the other side it's like why can't you just shoot me like a two second text Mm -hmm. you know and so uh, yeah, that's a really, really hard one. I think the the thing that's difficult too is like if she is getting upset with him for not responding when sometimes like I'm just, I'm fucking busy. Yeah. You know, like I, and I don't, and I'm now more that side of things where like I don't want to be on my phone constantly. Like if I'm out for dinner with a friend, <laughs> what a time that was. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I'm out for dinner with a friend, I, I want to be able to be out for dinner with my friend. I don't yeah. want to have to be constantly like checking back in with my partner. And that's how I used to be mm. where I would text my partner all the time and stuff like that. But now like when I travel for work and stuff like that, I, Matt and I basically don't talk at all. <laughs> like we'll, we'll, we'll say good morning and good night and stuff like that. And yeah. sometimes we'll call each other at, like at night, but sometimes not, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and I, I don't text him basically at all throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just what works for us. And I, I think that, yeah, I just think a compromise needs to be made there. Yeah, I I feel like I was the same way. Yeah, like I really wanted like the constant back in the day. But I, I think I'm more on the I want to communicate like via phone more than you. But I do also want to do my own shit. Like I don't want to like be having like a girl's day and have to be constantly texting. Yeah. Being like, this is what we're up to. This is whatever or or whatnot. Um, but I also do like the, okay, like let's spend some time together tonight on the phone or like, let's, Mm -hmm. you know, talk about our day or like whatever, you know? Yeah. I I think that like that, which can also become robotic, but I Mm -hmm. think that like agreed upon, like, this is the time where we communicate. Yeah. And especially in relationships where if you don't live together, if there's COVID going on right now, maybe you're long distance, who knows? Like, I think having that time carved out for one another Mm -hmm. is important because you can still be independent and go and do your thing. But then you are touching back in and you feel like, you know, you're going to get the chance to to speak with your partner and stuff and and also feel like they are taking that time out for you. Yeah. You one know? and understanding if things come up and if people get busy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's the other thing. It's like communication is key. It's like if so, if somebody tells me like, hey, I'm going to be like super busy this week. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not going to have a whole lot of time for us to like chat. I'd be like, OK. Yeah. I Like, I you know, <clears throat> you've set that precedent precedent. So I know and I don't have to go into my feelings and be like are you mad at me like what's going on this kind of thing and then you know if I I do start almost like pestering and then you just come back with like I'm busy yeah you know it's like okay well you didn't tell me that you were busy so like we we had this kind of like agreed upon arrangement and then you just like fell off Mm -hmm. so you know if you're like hey I'm gonna be super busy this week like let's just like I'll, I'll text you when I can. It's like, cool. Sounds good. I get um, it. You yeah. got a job, you know, or like you want to be with friends or you're on vacation, whatever it might be. Right. But yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have, um, I have two phones, one for the plug, one for the load. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm not on my second phone that much because that's the phone that has like all my like social media apps and stuff like that. Now I'm on it fucking all the time. But, um, <laughs> but I like to have those phones be separate because like, otherwise it's like, I find it really bad for my mental health. Um, but <laughs> I had this friend texting me on my second phone and he was like texting me and texting me and texting me and being like, Sam, Sam, why are you ignoring me? Why are you ignoring me? And then like finally I was like, I texted him back and I was like, fucking relax. Like I'm not on this phone that much. And he was like, I'm on your side chick phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway. <laughs> that's that's our hot take on relationships. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish there was like some juicier ones in there. I don't know though. I feel like I feel like they were juicy. I, I okay, I I wish there were some ones where I was more like Oh, I don't, I don't know, yeah. you know? I mean, it's just hard because we do just know everything about relationships. And exactly, that's the problem. I mean, so much about relationships just really comes down to, like, did you communicate that? Yeah. Did you set that boundary? Like, Yeah, and it's so, so true. It's not, I, I guess it's really not that interesting at the end of the day. No. Wow. You really just broke it down there. It's like, it's really not that, <laughs> I mean, sometimes, yeah, obviously, there are, like, you know, the exception to the rule, but a lot of the time it is just, like, compromise and communication (laughs) Mm -hmm. well and I think I think also understanding what communication really looks like and really means because I think we've and we've said this on the podcast before but communication isn't just speaking about things yeah you know it's actually understanding one another trying to understand one another not just like we talk and we talk and we talk so we're communicating lots it's like but you're not communicating well yeah you know yeah yeah anyway yeah that's it that's it. My nose is running like crazy because it's so cold up here. <laughs> Can't wait to go blow it. <laughs> okay, guys. We will see you next week. Bye.